everyone. This is not Dire Oxley or Nick Jaren. No, you are not. I'm Dire Oxley. That's correct. With Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Who are you? I'm I'm Brandon Haddix. You are Brandon Haddix. Yes. The Brandon Haddix. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who's Brandon Haddix? So I'm going to be doing some uh, reporting for you guys and hanging around, uh, or as Dyer likes to call me, an ensign? Yes. An ensign on the Starship Northwest Nerd. <laughs> That's this, that's how I like to put it uh, when when uh, Nick's not around. Cause on, I'm sure that that would annoy him. On the starship to nerddom. <laughs> on the starship to nerddom. I like that. So you guys will be hearing from me every once in a while. So Brandon, uh, you were helping out this summer with some summer content, uh, specifically some stuff I'm cutting up. Um, we worked briefly with you in in radio. Nick and I both uh, a while ago. And uh, currently, you were uh, cutting up some stuff for us of a really swell interview with Blackie Shepard. What, what exactly uh, is that? Um, so the interview that, that I was cutting up is a, a full interview with Blackie Shepard, who's a, a Seattle-based um, comic book artist. And you got to, I think you got to speak with him during Lilac City Comic Con, Out in Spokane, yes. Yes, awesome. Um, so uh, you, may, you may know Blackie from uh, such things as Vampirella versus Reanimator. Uh, Voltron, he, he's on a whole bunch of stuff. A lot of comic books. Uh, we're going to be releasing that interview in season four, um, but we just wanted to give you a little snippet of uh, what that interview is like. And he actually did a little talk about a Kickstarter campaign that he's doing for a project called uh, Graveyard Slaughter. Yeah, and the thing is, um, and this is on me, uh, the Kickstarter campaign has come and gone since then, but they do have that uh, coming out later on this year, which you'll provide details for later. But uh, without further ado... Let's let's just get into it. Yeah, let's do it. I used to work at a video store. Sure. Um, I was a video store manager at a, a shop in Tumwater, some stuff down in Portland, and I remember what it was like being in a video store. I remember that that just that era right. of going to the video store, which I don't think a lot of people like. You have to kind of remember it you now. Have to be a certain you know? age for that to have been a right. thing. Exactly, or you see it on a Seinfeld rerun or something right. like that. It's not really going on anymore. But man, was that just a cool era of oh, going yeah, to the shop. Yeah. Especially like right before, I don't know how old you are, but I'm old. Uh, and so I I've had a lot of work when, done. So, yeah, right? yeah all right. Uh, I remember when it was still kind of new, right? And so there were a lot of very obscure horror films that yeah. at least we didn't know about in the public kind of consciousness right so like uh the herschel gordon lewis stuff you know the super gory like terrible gore effects and you know extra and you know the beast within and all these movies man that got made and and maybe had a theatrical run uh, but immediately got dumped to vhs it almost seemed like that was the goal for them is once in the early 80s vhs and well there's betamax but once those came around that was almost like the goal for like this ex- new extent of the film industry. Well, it became a new way for them to capitalize and make right. money on their property. You know, they think, okay, it made X amount of dollars, you know, theatrically, but, you know, we're going to get this much money right. money when it hits home video and, you know, rentals and the whole deal. They sell them into the market, that kind of thing. And that's what Graveyard Slaughter is all shaped around. This is yeah. a Kickstarter for an anthology comic book. Yes. So for Four those stories. Uh, not in the know, anthology is just different stories all yep. floating around inside this one book. And they all revolve around what it was like going through that horror section at a video store. Hitting the horror stacks in the 80s. So yeah, what, yeah. what is your part in this? So my story very much is set 
in literally the house that you see them partying in in uh, 16 candles you know okay. like <laughs> there are there are shots that i i put on the dvd or the blu-ray pause draw the house you know what i mean like yeah. there's a lawn you know the whole deal i even oh yeah i homaged it as heavily as i could you know uh, it could, because we wanted it to feel like a john hughes movie where you towards the end you drop in this you know just horror yeah. you know nonsense death you know and that was a perfect thing in the uh, 80s too i think because of the rise of suburbia everybody from um like et movies to uh halloween was just kind of featuring that corner of america yeah. so that's almost like the perfect place yeah. you're gonna have everything that era. almost everything happened in the midwest in right. the 80s you know what yeah. i mean nobody cared about the coasts they yeah. wanted to see you know that's where the communists invaded us and the yep. wolverines had to defend us yeah um yeah, yeah very quickly the other so there's two writers uh each each guy wrote two stories there's colin bunn who I've done most of my work with at Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, he wrote two of the stories, and then Kevin Watson wrote the other two stories. Okay. Uh, and uh, let me see. The artists are myself, uh, this amazing artist named uh, Gary Bedell. Dude just destroys me. Uh, and then Javier Salteres, who did a lot of work for Marvel. He worked mm-hmm. on... Uh, I'm, I'm knowing most from his ghostwriter work. Yeah. Uh, and Adam McLaughlin. Uh, well, let me ask you this, just kind of to round this out. What is your personal relationship with the video store, whether there is a personal relationship or even just your memory of that era? I of discovered going to the store? an enormous amount of the things that would later shape my sensibilities in video stores because, you know, I, I had a family that we all liked movies, you know, and I had a couple of cousins that dug horror and that kind of thing. And so, you know, they were older than me. They all were adults, you know, and I was, I guess at that point, I was 13, maybe 14. Uh, and we'd roll in and we'd just look for the craziest box art we could find. Right. Like whatever looked craziest, you know. And so, like I said, Herschel Gordon Lewis, we're hitting the Drill Killer uh, or whatever, uh, Slumber Party Massacre, um, uh, a real Sleepaway like Camp. extra Sleepaway Camp, that, yeah. those kinds of movies, you know what I mean? And Reanimator, you know, uh, all stuff that, like before it hit cable, before, you know, even like HBO was, was still yeah. somewhat nascent. You know, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I'd go in and pick up these movies, plus all the stuff by John Carpenter, you know, The Thing and The Omen and not Omen. He didn't do The Omen, but I'm, you know, mm-hmm. changing tracks badly. But, you know, like The Thing and Halloween and uh, They Live a little bit later, you know, yeah. all that stuff really created a bouillabaisse in my mind and very much along with like the, the work of like Bernie Wrightson. And uh, and some of the kind of horror greats like Jose Gonzalez that did uh, all the great uh, Vampirella for for Warren, um, you know that stuff kind of congealed in my head and informed my love of horror. You know, I've never not thought of myself as a horror artist, uh, and so I I mix very much the the Bernie Wrightson with the super splattery stuff and the kind of macabre but with a sense of humor like all that. You know, crazy aliens with tentacles. I loves me a tentacle, you know. Um, yeah, so all that really kind of turned me into the artist that I am and would later kind of become, right. you know. Uh, and it's it's all tied to very specific memories. Like, I remember the in Anaheim where I, where I grew up as a teenager. You know, I remember the video store. I could walk there right now, you yeah. know what I mean? 
Uh, I could tell you where the movie section was, where the horror stuff was, where, where I could get Humanoids of the Deep for the 19th time, you know? Hey, that was awesome. I want to say thank you to Blackie Shepard. Thank uh, you, Blackie. Yeah. Personally from me. That was that was a one of the highlights, I think, of Lilac City Comic Con. Uh hanging out with you and, and chit chatting. It was awesome. He's he's just knows all of his stuff, which is great. Yes. Yeah. Um so you can expect to see uh like we said before, the Kickstarter for Graveyard Slaughter has ended. Um, but you can expect to see that being released just in time for Halloween of uh, 2019. So, so just keep, later later this year. Yeah, so yeah. keep an eye. Perfect time for it, too. Northwest Nerd theme music is done by the Hoot Hoots, so I want to say thank you to them as well. Another Seattle-based artist. They are awesome. So thank you so much, guys. And uh, there'll be some more special summer content coming up before Season 4. Don't travel too far. Mm-hmm. We'll be back soon. Uh, and until then, uh, I'm Brandon Haddix. And I'm Dyer Oxley. <laughs> Live long and prosper. We'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>